Hi, my name is Peter Maestri and you're listening to Divorce, the first six months. If you're someone who's about to go through a divorce or maybe you're just healing from one, then you're in the right place. This conversation and the stories that you're going to listen to focus on people that have been through a divorce, but more importantly, how they navigated through it. So learn from their experience and take lots of notes. It's real. It's raw. This conversation is vulnerable. Having said that, let's get right into it. It doesn't hit you like a hammer or anything like that across the head. You don't just wake up one morning and go, oh my God, uh, this is over. I don't want to be with this woman anymore. Yeah. You know, it's just stuff that gradually builds up, you know, um, especially when you marry early, you know, um, we got together. I was 23 years old. She was 20 or 21. I think she was 21. So that's fairly young. You know, um, and then, you know, when you're that young, you have different views. You know, they they were aligned at that time. You know, I, I didn't even know what my view was. It was just a day by day thing, just trying to make it in this world, trying to get ahead, you know, uh, working hard or whatnot. So but then the years roll, you establish yourself. Um, she establishes herself. She became a nurse. I became a reimbursement manager um, and, you know, salaries were good. Things were, were going well. But like everybody, you know, you start going in different directions. Some people just kind of stay the same or they want this route in life. And some people don't. Some people want more, you know, and they want to achieve more and they want to accomplish more. And I think that's where the differences were in us. You know, um, when you don't get to a common point and say, all right, well, you know, let's invest a little bit of this, but I still want to buy a few things here. So let's let's meet in the middle, right? So let's say you have a thousand dollars extra at the end of the month. You know, maybe you could grab five hundred, put it here, and the other five hundred, she, you know, we could do whatever, something else with it. Uh, that's not kind of how things went. It was just, it, it was just different, and then, and then that's, and then it was just, you know, little things. I mean, I can't remember. I think it was a very long time ago, but it was just little things and little things and little things, and you know, it, it turns out to be a big thing, and. And then you just start resenting the person, you know, you're like, you know, that's not what I want to do. That's I want to do this. And, you know, she has, you know, another viewpoint and, you know, you get to the point where you get to that point where you just kind of blow up and then that's kind of when the hammer hits. Right. So it doesn't hit you right away. It's just something that's building, building, building. And it's it's almost not just that you resent, but you almost come close to hating the person. And you know why, but you don't know why. And and you really don't want it to happen. You really don't. You know, at the end of the day, I wanted to have a family. You know, I wanted to have my wife. I wanted to have my three kids, all of us in the same house, you know, living together. But that doesn't always happen. And that's what happened in my case. You know, so, I mean, basically from the day that I told her, uh, the next day I went to you know my most dependable person in the world, which is my mother. You know, um, she's very trustworthy she's easily to speak to and she's very understanding and she has my back no matter what decisions i make in life so, um and i stayed there <laughs> and as much as i love her and my stepfather and everything you know it's super uncomfortable you know i had already been out of my house you know for many years you know and to go back it was you know it was hard and i still and my, so you know she never held the kids for me so I would be able to pick them up. And now it was me, three of my kids living under my mother's roof with her husband. And, you know, my younger brother wasn't there at the at that time. So it was really good. But it was still, it's just uncomfortable, you know. You have to walk on tiptoes. It's not your house and things like that. So, you know, my first step was I got to get out of here. And, 
you know, move myself into a place. So, you know, but at the same time, I'm paying mortgage in another house for her. You know, she's living in the house that we lived in with the kids and whatnot. So I'm paying mortgage over there and continuing to pay the bills and whatnot. So just the money wasn't there. So I had to suck that up for a little while. So overall, you're inside this situation. You adapt. The kids are, you know, going to and from. What if you were to tell yourself, right? If you were to give yourself advice with what you know now, having gone through it, what would you say to that you who's entering, you know, the first six months? Honestly, I've never gone back to think would I have done things any differently or because honestly, I think I did things well to the resources that were available to me at the time, you know. I don't think I could have done it any different, honestly. I think I did the right approach. And when when I did go to my mother's house, you know, I didn't go to a friend's house or, you know, I think my kids went to a comfortable setting. My most important thing was for my kids to be feel comfortable, feel safe, you know. Um, so I went, and of course, you know, with Awa, which is what they call my mom, that's, to them, that's their haven, their safe haven. They know she loves them to death. She's willing to do anything for them. She also has their back and whatnot. So, um, I don't, I don't know, PD. That's a tough question to answer. Um, even reflecting back after all these years, would I have done things any differently? I don't know. I don't think I would have. I don't think I would have. I think the steps that I took and how I handled it because it did go very smooth. Yeah. You know. Um, when you started it, did you know the difference between a lawyer, a mediator, and a paralegal? For, for instance? Well, yes, 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 okay. yes. I mean, I was in my 30s, you know, so I through experience in life, yeah, yeah, I knew what a lawyer was. No, I had no idea about a mediator. That I didn't know, but I knew that a lawyer at some point had to get involved. Yeah. Um, you know, so, and again, since I had a three-year stretch, I had plenty of time to think about everything. So I was just kind of waiting to feel out the situation. I didn't want to rush anything because she wasn't in a rush. I wasn't in a rush. Um, so I didn't want to rush anything. Um, so I think, like I said earlier, in my situation, it was okay for me to take the time, those three years that it took. Maybe the three years was a little bit too long, but again, it didn't disturb me in any way that I know it didn't disturb her in any way. So I know I think I made the right decision. So you asked me if I would go back and tell myself, you know, hey, do this or do that, or you should have done this or that. I don't think I would have. Thank you once again for giving us your time. This is truly an honor to share this conversation with you. This started because someone challenged me to be vulnerable. So I'm gonna challenge you right now. If it made a difference, reach out and tell somebody. Thank you again, and I wish you all the courage and all the strength to be vulnerable in your life. It really does make a difference.